Hi, so I thought I would record this before I actually sat down to do the editing, uh, mainly because like I could not get it up to edit this video considering the emotional process we went through trying to record it. The technology and equipment failed like three times and then eventually Karidi and I were just like, you know what, the universe has spoken. Clearly the crimes of the Moy government are not supposed to be spoken about because even like we tried. <laughs> anyway, um, so essentially we had a bit of trouble because the equipment failed and I don't know how it's going to turn out. So I'm just recording this as a heads up and also as a thank you so much for bearing with me. I am still very new to the podcast game, even though I have been recording this podcast for like two years. And um, I'm still learning, I'm still growing, still getting better. <laughs> um, yeah, also if you haven't noticed, I have been not in my usual environment, I'm in someplace new. Um, that also explains why the video is also going to be a bit late. I apologize for that. This is just the first time I've had the presence of mind to sit down to edit this podcast. So here you go. Hope you enjoy. And in advance, thank you for bearing with. Okay, bye. You see, you didn't tell me how the camera is faced. You didn't tell okay, me how so, the camera is Okay, so what do you want me to do? What, what you are the crew and the co-star. You have to do everything. Sorry, co-star. Co-star. Oh, co-star. Co-star, not the co-star. The co-star. That may piss you off because I know you think you're the superstar of your own thing. But guess what? I just have to ask you one question. When was the last time you recorded the podcast by yourself? She's scared because there's a wasp. Um, uh, oh, Those are God's creatures. Don't fight them and they won't fight you. Okay, the last time I recorded alone was like probably the beginning of the year. Look at that. Yeah. Look how amazing of a... Of a what would you call me? Right now, a pain in the ass, but hell. This podcast is over. Yeah, walk away. How do I walk away out of my own house, Elite? <laughs> How do I walk away out of my own house? Uh, you can't tell me walk away. When I'm saying I'm out, it means you get out. No, but why would I leave? Like, I get that this is not my house, and I get that, like, my house is over there. Mm -hmm. But She's saying over there like she's next door. She lives, like, <laughs> 10 kilometers away. No, actually, it's six. 5.94 from literally my gate to your door. Why are you telling people you have a gate and I have a door? See, I also have a gate. I also have a gate. <laughs> okay fine from my door to your door happy now happy what your gates to my gate why can't you say that because we eh? we're living in a compound alien i would okay, nothing fine. but i would do nothing but that for my wife nothing nothing but the best okay thank you so much for <laughs> I, I don't even know what the fuck that was um, but hi, hello. oh, hello, and welcome back to the podcast, guys. I'm really trying to like. My hair is not green anymore; it's blue, and I'm loving it. But you can't see it because it's a dark blue. I'm so excited. She painted <laughs> her black hair dark blue. Yes, yes, it's gorgeous. <clears throat> is it? Yes. It's like a little, it's like a little mystery. Could you believe that? Yeah, it's because I sometimes like okay, what I low-key want is that when people look at my hair just to wonder. Is that, is that black? Like, no, like it, is it? Like, oh, hmm, okay. 
I will to say, go through that journey. I will say you don't look bad. There you go. This this is far as I can go. Thank you. Till my efforts get in place, but as far as I can go. Tell you, you don't look bad. Your hair looks fine. Oh my goodness, that actually is a compliment coming from you. Mm. The, but you need to, you know, change up a few things. Like what? You can't record every podcast with shades in your head. First of all, who is the one sitting in the sun? Always the time with shades. Who is the... So then put the what shades... What is this? What so is then this? Put, put the shades on your face then. You know, I got them fixed. If you need them, Connie, they were broken. Yes, I, 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 they broke in Mombasa. Mm-hmm. I couldn't wear them for a while. I had to wear these other ones. Like, this, this is such a champagne problem. You know something that happened to Aileen recently? Someone else wore those things, and everybody accepted they looked better wow, than that person. Wow, looked so good. And she still so refused good. to give him those things. In fact, I was hyper-vigilant. I knew where my shades were at every like, minute from that point. When he like, stood nah, up and he was like, I'm taking my Uber going home. I was like, okay, thank She's like, you, hi, Kilami, thank you for my glasses back. Why are you doing that? <laughs> because they're mine. They're so mine. give them to him. No. How much were they? Free. <laughs> Look at that! <laughs> but that's all the more reason for them to stay with me. The universe wanted me to have them. Were they a gift for free, or my you got them for free? There were some ones, and yes. you took charge. No, 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 no. Technically, what happened was, I was at a studio where those glasses were. I pointed them. I'm like, "Oh, whose glasses are these? They're really nice." And the guy looks at them. And is like, "Oh, actually, I don't know whose glasses yes, these are." Yes, I remember are. this. Would you want them? And I was like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, they've been here a while. The guy didn't come back. Do you want them? I was like, yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. So why can't you do that down? It's called giving down. Because these are my sunglasses. Buy new ones. They want money. Then you, you, the places you're into in the next few years are dreary, dark, cold, rainy. And I will still wear my sunglasses. You're watching this, the, the raindrops through yes. the lens of the sunglasses. You know, you know what? Sometimes you want a bit of like mood lighting and the sunglasses really give you that like vibe of it's mm. you're sad you're depressed yeah. people put these just, glasses on their face for mood lighting yes. that's why i wear glasses all the time for mood lighting okay take off your glasses do you think i can't see okay what number is this one that's the middle finger <laughs> think i can't see that relax mm. okay fine 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 um okay fine what number is this Five. What, what's wrong with you? I can oh, I see. Again, I can be standing all the way over there. You can see this distance. No, ah. my glasses are for sure. They're for sure. I can see. Very well. Like it would be to read this. It Chicken and salt. salt. See? Mm. Actually, now that you see my drink today, as you notice, I am getting a little... Drinky drink today, KO. Thank you so much. It's actually delicious. You know what she did? No, I'm not being branded or sponsored by them. You know what she did to me? She came to my house with one can of KO, (laughs) and then she tells me that, oh, by the way, I have four cans. So she could have come with the four cans. We finished them. I even reimbursed her for them, but no, she came with one. I wasn't sure if you wanted to drink. Like, I didn't didn't think that far. Messages. This is okay, something fine. called you a phone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for not considering you in my planning. That was very selfish of me. And in the future, I shall endeavor to be a better friend the next time I'm in your house. All is not... All is forgiven. Thank you. Okay, anyway. So, yeah. I'm, I'm drinking a chaos um, cider. But I also have my tea. Peppermint green tea. Green tea and mint. Same thing. Mm, I don't know. 
I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the reason why I've called you here today, I've, I've summoned you mm-hmm. to your own house, um, is today I want to talk about torture. Yay. So, Karidi, what do you think about torture? How do you feel about it? You a fan? Torture not a fan? is not good. That's it? That's all you have to say? <laughs> I mean, it's... <clears throat> like, obviously it's not... Okay, should I say obviously? Because it's not obvious. Because we obvious. keep doing it. It is obvious. But we keep doing it. So yeah, because... It no, no, no. There's a difference between it being good and it getting results. Those are two different okay, things. But what kind of results does it get? Information. There's two reasons you torture, in my mm. opinion. One is to torture for information. Okay. So, for example, why do they have, and why does it still exist, that thing called Guantanamo Bay? Because oh, Americans, like... Because they believe in the effectiveness of torture. But torture doesn't work. It works. It doesn't work. No, it works. It doesn't you work. get information. You may not... And if the, the, the importance is how you connect the information. So... You torture one to collect information. So like in the intelligence field, they have accepted that torture is just a mode, a means to an end. But, but it's okay. not a good thing. Okay, but like, I don't know about you, right? Mm-hmm. But if I'm being tortured, I will say whatever the fuck I need to say to make it stop. Yeah. Right? And if you don't accept that I know nothing, if you, if you the torturer, genuinely believes mm-hmm. that I am hiding something and I'm just refusing to say it, it's just At a consequence some point, you just, you just make something up. It's a consequence. Just to get it to stop. It's a consequence. But you, but can, you can verify. That's why you keep them in jail as you're torturing them. So you go verify what they're doing and see, bring them back. I mean, it, I'm, I'm not saying this is good. I'm just saying this is what they do. I mean, I would have said it's like, like... Um, for example, you know that if you, if you um, kidnap an American oh, yeah, um, op, no, no, I'm just saying like a, a person who's an intelligence officer, mm-hmm. they will never or it will take a very long time for them to admit that they work for the intelligence office but you push them enough you start to break down their answers so you start to realize oh you said this but now you're saying this but, okay but and you like, know yeah those spies they some of them you do get the information some of them are kept for like 6 Yes. Okay, but it's torture. Yeah. Like, that's never good. No, I didn't say it's good. I said it works. But even if it works, the fact that it's not good means that maybe we shouldn't be doing it to other people. We shouldn't. We should never torture someone. But in that world, that's an option. When the stakes are that high for those people, it's an option. Right now, I'm watching something. It's called Spy Ops. And you're just realizing that, yeah, when it comes to interest, by the way, that thing called morality is a hindrance. But like, okay, okay. Here is where it breaks down for me. Um, as Jesus said, mm-hmm. "Do unto others as, as you want done unto yourself." It, right. So if you are willing to torture mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. then it says that that is something that you are willing to accept for yourself and mm-hmm. people that you consider it's to something, be part of your group. It's something you are willing to endure. I'm not willing to endure it. That's like, why. Personally, that's I'm why like, you're no. not in the game at all. But those people in the game, you, you never realize that to them, I mean, you're not me torturing them, and it's just my job. And if I was in, the, in their circumstance, they do the same thing. They only have those rules. Their rules are you stay away from family as much as possible and stay away from, It's literally just family, really. Okay. That's the only torture that's okay, unacceptable fine. to those people. Okay, fine. So? So I was saying this too. So there's the torture for information. And the second one is the torture for fear. 
I was gonna say suppression. torture for fear makes a lot more sense. Really? Yeah. So because torture in and of itself, acid showers. Those, yeah, those made sense. Basically, yeah. If, if 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 you're torturing people because of, because you want to torture them, right? Mm-hmm. The goal is torture, not to extract information, mm-hmm. not to reinforce your regime. You break them but, down, but to just fuck with them. Like that is the point. Mm-hmm. Then it works. Doesn't it works because it's torture. Yeah, but <laughs> like, what, look at the societies. Look at the societies like that Mandela. have experienced torture. Like for example, like Nelson Mandela, mm-hmm. right? Even if like he must be emo- like a really emotionally healthy person to react to his experience on Robben Island he the way old. that he has. Right, mm-hmm. um, but he's even if even if he is seems like a I mean he's dead. Even if he seemed like a well-adjusted person, he still went through those twenty-six years. Yeah, he still ha- he will have always gone through those twenty-six years, and that changed him. Mm-hmm. And he will all he will have always been changed. And I think that's the point. Mm-hmm. Like if the point of torture is to torture, is to create fear. The point of torture yeah. is to torture. Yeah, like not to extract information, but literally mm-hmm. just to, to have fun. Yeah. Like to, to make it an art, because it's an art to torture. It, mm-hmm. Like I think, <laughs> to paraphrase my uh, one of my old bosses, torture should be like music. Mm-hmm. There should be a rise and a fall. It's true, and you've you've heard stories of like um, people in the past, like literally doing research on people and other things to figure out what what are the best to tools of torture, them. and it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we're back. Somebody is very popular today. It's not me, it's him. And I'm very salty about it. Yeah, she likes being the busy one. Yeah. She's the busy one of the relationship. Yeah. And now she's feeling bad because the dynamics are changing. Yeah. And her man is making money. Say yes, yes again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we, we were kind of in agreement on this. Like the torture serves a purpose. Yes. But that purpose is not a good thing. Never for good. And I don't think any person torturing is like, I'm doing this for good. No, I think you have to. Because human no, beings no, are... No, you think you're doing it for... What's that thing called? That greater, greater good? good? Yeah. But you're not doing a good thing. But the fact You're telling you yourself, I'm doing this... For the greater for a, good. For a greater purpose. Yeah. You do it. I mean, there are some people that enjoy it. Right? There, I mean, those are ideally the people you'd want to find. Yeah, narcissists, psychopaths, sociopaths. If you, if they, maybe. if they got the opportunity to be licensed torturers, like yes. my job is to torture. Like I'm pretty sure Assad's looking for some new people. Yeah, life is like a Why box of chocolates, go? you know. Just you never know going. what you're gonna buy. Wow. So, would you? How long do you think you'd endure torture for? Oh my God, thirty seconds. Me four weeks. Even even and even that's being like quite generous. I feel like I would endure the psychological and the mental torture more than the physical, because mm-hmm. I have a very low threshold. I, okay, internet. On the off chance that somebody that you know deems me important enough to torture, mm-hmm. here's a, a playbook. Just put a pin on her face and she'll tell like, you. Nah, it's good. It's cool. It, she'll over sing there, like a bird. Over there and there and there and there. This is where all the accounts are. But, but like I can endure. I feel like I could endure mental, psychological. For a lot longer. Me four weeks, whichever, whichever four I mean, weeks. I'm saying that you're gonna do well, that like solitary confinement is a form of torture. Yes. And I could. It's not a do licensed that. torture in the US. Yeah, I could not do that because I feel like COVID was kind of like a was nothing like that. Do you know? But it was also the, the way. I, the way I think I would endure solitary confinement is like um, for the fans who watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, there's a point where the main character is put in jail and he's put in solitary and he ends up acting Lion King. Say 
Simba. Uh, Simba Simba's interaction with Scar. It was Simba's interaction with Scar. Simba's interaction with Scar. Scar. Sarabi and I didn't see you at the presentation of Simba. Oh, Vasa, did I miss it? That's simply awful. It was amazing. And then That's he, the type of guy I'd be. And then he made Amy um, his love interest out mm. of mashed potatoes. Mm. And that was really much like, yeah, entirely out of mashed potatoes. Yeah. Real good, girl. Pasta booby. No matter, I'll just build another one. More mashed potatoes! That's the more of the solitary confinement. So basically, torture. your brain would break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. <laughs> I, as it is, I'm already on the threshold. Just, <laughs> just a little tip, and I'm diving in. Let's go. I've I've been waiting to be crazy my whole life. I mean, I don't think so because it's not fun. Like when you're going through it, it fucking sucks. Sure. Just <laughs> say, as in, if you're already on the tightrope, get a little nudge. You'll be, woo, woo. God. Okay, so mm -hmm. on that note, like today, as I said, we're going to be talking about torture. So mm -hmm. trigger warnings for everyone involved. Like if this is not, if you're still going through some things, maybe this is an episode you want to skip. Oh yeah, we're in a modern society where we it's actually not even have to modern. say trigger like, it's always It's always just nice to let people know that, you know, your episode or whatever you're producing or releasing might contain content that might trigger something for them. I mean, right? that's nice, but and it's you modern. Need to know well enough. You need, to, you need to also know yourself well enough to know what triggers you. Mm -hmm. For example, like for me, it's like cancer stories. Okay. Right? Like, mm -hmm. I would I would appreciate the, the heads up that I like, hey, this is what we're going to be talking about. So you're mm -hmm. like, okay, cool. Thank you. Now I can mentally prepare myself to have this conversation and not, you know, let my emotions get the better of me or like not let... They should create like a, a meme for the word, for the phrase trigger warning. I think they already a have. Trigger warning. And actually, I think they already have. If you... If mm -hmm. you Go on Reddit or Ninegad, you'll probably see it because, you know, those are pretty... I've never been on Reddit. I've never been You've on Ninegad. You've never been on Reddit? What do I need to be on Reddit? Brooklyn Nine. If it is on Reddit, I probably already read it. And why do I need nine things to make me gag? Or one thing that's just... Get out of here. Shindwe! <laughs> Shindwe! Anyway, so today we are going to be talking about torture. the torture. Yes, Specifically, the torture of the uh, Moy era mm -hmm. and what happened in Nyayo House. We're going to so, learn about the Nyayo chambers. Yes. A space in which I don't think we've yet been allowed to go see. Like, do you want to hear the stories those walls have to tell? Yes. The screen. Do you know I've actually visited um, a torture space before? Um, really? Once, yeah, we were doing a trip to Rwanda on bus. So, of course, Rwanda is not torture. It's just a different story. It's just I mean, killing. it is torture because some of the stories they tell you, you're like, oh my God. But it's also just killing. But it's about the killing. Yeah. Um, but we stopped in, when we're coming back, we stopped in Uganda. And in Uganda, we went to the Baganda Kingdom. And uh, people don't know that there, there was a story. There were stories of the Baganda Kingdom. So they're talking about how they took us to a space where, yeah, a lot of torturing happened during the meantime and that sort of thing, and they're showing the walls, like, yes, showing the spaces of, like, how much smaller than this, how, like, 50 people will be put in that space and just die of hunger and all those kind of things. It was very sad. I'd go back, though. I like those things. I don't know why. A lot of history in them. Or maybe I'm the guy who'd enjoy the torture. Cold air just whiffed the room, just... 
So yeah. Anyways, I've I've, I've seen those spaces, and it it I think, my opinion, they create a lot of healing. To open them up again. Like, yes. Let people wander through. Them. And you know, some of those people who have been in those spaces, who've been touching the spaces, unlike many other spaces, they are still alive. They're still talking. Let them come and talk about their history. Let them come and talk about what the, the pain they felt. Let them talk about the hurt they felt. And let's heal from it. Otherwise, all this talking about healing that yeah, Kenya does, Kenya, we are brilliant talkers. Yeah. So we talk about all these things, about healing, about solving problems, but all we do is talk. And then we try and solve, and then that solving gets too political, and then it just goes to hell. So <clears throat> I would want those spaces to be open. I'd want, like, if, us, if one of the guys who was leading it was brave enough to come out and say, yeah, this is what we did in those torture halls. Yes, this is what we did. And no one is going to arrest them, but let them, like the Gashasha cost social system in Rwanda, let them come and talk. Or even like what happened with the Truth and Reconciliation Commission in South Africa. Yeah. Let them come and speak of their experience. Let the people endure it and then forgive them. Uh, or rather, let them endure it and, and then decide. Like, don't make... I... Decide, but you're giving... What you do is you're giving these people the space. You're telling them, I'm not going to arrest you. I'm not going to put you in jail, but the people need to know. True. That's what so, you're saying. So I think on the subject of like remembrance and, in, and making sure that these horrific acts mm-hmm. and these horrific events are firmly entrenched in our national history. Mm-hmm. Um, today we're going to be talking about, as I said, the Nyayo torture chambers. Yes. Um, I find it very weird that Nyayo House is like a government building today. Mm-hmm. That people as it work always in it every single day and yeah. just move up, like treat it like it's a normal thing. Yeah, but we've all been there. But when like what happened there is not normal. No. And I, I, I it's don't. never fully been acknowledged, has it? Yeah, it just feels weird mm. to walk into that space and know that there are people who did not walk out. Yeah. And we're just oh, not okay with it, but we're all pretending to like that it never happened. Mm-hmm. It's very weird to me. Is it weird to you? Nope. <laughs> It's a building. Buildings need to be used. Just open the lower spaces and make that a museum. And life is okay. That would be cool, actually. Yeah. Very cool. Especially because the government seems to be doing a lot more like historical tourism type stuff. Hmm. Like with the Uru Gardens and the... Has that place finally been open? No, but it looks really nice. Like on the inside, the landscaping is Mm -hmm. gorgeous. Why can't they just open that space? Uh, I don't know. Do you want like a joke reason or do you want like an actual theory? Why don't you give me both? So the joke reason is that I'm pretty sure like Ruto is trying his level best to figure out a way to get it renamed to Ruto Park. And until he can, <laughs> like he's just going to keep stalling the production. That's a good joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but the real reason, I think it's, they're not done. Like if you act, because on the, on the Express, you can see into it. Mm-hmm. And there's still like structures that haven't been finished. Is it the landscape that still needs to be done? Is the military still there? Uh, I don't know. I was dry. I, I don't know. I didn't see. Because... I was thinking, which is a more of a um, cynical thought, mm. like you're trying to delay it enough that it loses the scent of Uhuru and becomes the own product of Ruto. Of Ruto. You see? I think you that's see? not a joke. I think you it's see, true. You see, my joke reason had a kernel of truth in it. Yeah, I think. Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. happy one year of the Ruto presidency tomorrow, before I forget. Happy one year. It's been one year. Tomorrow, yes. Yeah, One year 13. down, nine to go. Twenty-nine. <laughs> You're assuming he's gonna win in twenty twenty-seven, or do you know something we don't know? Yes, he's going to win in twenty twenty-seven. At least pretend. 
at least pretend it's going to Kenya, be a we've had, otherwise it's not really a democracy. He's our fifth no, president. <laughs> None of them have ever lost incumbent as incumbents. Yeah, it's because you have the power of the... No, we're getting sidetracked. You have let's the power just, of the let, state. Let's, let's just and the state has the power to torture, and hey, we bring it back. Okay, nice, nice. Okay, so um, what inspired me to talk about this today is that one of my friends... Hi, Simran. Hi. Oh, Simran. Yeah, she sent me a book or a document that was written by... Let me get it. If you see me looking down, it's because the iPad is down by... Friedrich Ebert Stiftung. C.H. Friedrich. Uh, yeah, Friedrich Ebert Stiftung, or otherwise called S. Stiftung, Stiff. Yes. S T I F. Yeah, I think I've heard of him. Yeah. Read um, some of his stuff. And Citizens for Justice. I mm-hmm. think it was written in like 2002. Mm. Because if this was written in, if this was written after 2010, there would have been a lot more. The analysis would have been different. You can just tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to be so like, I think this pre-post-election violence. I think this is pre-post-election violence. Because mm. there's a number of things they mentioned about how Moy used to govern. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they don't extend it to PEV suggests oh, that, that they didn't. it hadn't yet happened. Yes. Okay. So it's, maybe it was at the golden age of the Kibaki. So what era. makes you think it was written in 2002? Number one, the formatting of the document. Just, just take a look at it. There you go. And then number two, like that thing about PEV... Um, they would have also talked about, um, what's it called? They, okay, in my opinion, um, for setting a story like this, they should have also talked about how, um, the Moy presidency impacted the Kibaki presidency and about how uh, extrajudicial violence still continues under that presidency, but under a new name. They kind of just stop at Moy. We can actually find when this was written. I mean, I never did because I'm a hack and a fraud, but you're right. You have to Google it. <laughs> no, not even to Google it. Um, just small things. For example, mm-hmm. oh, I will not forget your work. We owe you. November 2003. Maena Kiai. This is when he was the chairman of the Kenya Human Rights Commission. Oh, damn. <clears throat> okay, so the name of this document, which I should have said at the very beginning, mm-hmm. but if I'm editing this the way that I think I am, mm-hmm. the, I probably already flashed on the screen. So the name of the document, anyway, for the people listening via audio, hi people, is We Lived to Tell the Tale, oh, the mm-hmm. Nyayo House Story. We Lived to, to tell, tell the Tale. The tale. should do like a re- reading of that. I mean, there are actually a couple of paragraphs here that I'm, I was going to give you to read, eh? Oh yes, you'll give them to me and I'll read them uh, with my voiceover voice. Them. Very sexy. Oh yes, I know, I know exactly which, 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 bits, I'll, which bits you will have to read. Right. So. So first, we need to talk about the early Moy years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moy ascended to power in 1978 and spent the early years of his reign kind of building the public support he knew he needed if he mm-hmm. wanted to sustain the presidency. Because mm-hmm. at that point, like you're still reeling from the death of Kenyatta. Mm-hmm. Moy at the time was relatively unknown because he was Kenyatta's guy for foreign policy to represent him outside the country, so mm-hmm. he never kind of was around. Um, and also... Mm-hmm. The people in power, the people behind the throne, did not like him. So yes. he also needed to establish some sort of there was a struggle, something with them. But he was called the giraffe because he could see. Yes. Um, so now, greatest politician. The authors of this <clears throat> of the document suggest, and I quote, that Moy also lacked the charisma and vision required to galvanize popular appeal. Actually, that's true. You know, you never think about it that the guy lasted twenty-four years and he didn't really have charisma. Really. I'm just, I'm, I'm watching Wait, I him. Thought, I, I really 
thought you would have disagreed with that. No. Because like, how how do you? Have you watched his speeches? I have. It's kind of boring, but like his speeches are always. Okay, think of the charisma. I would say we've had five presidents. Yeah, I think Ruto is perhaps the most charismatic of them. I'd say Jomo Kenyatta. I I'd say Jomo Kenyatta. No, no, because he because Jomo Kenyatta achieved something none of them can ever achieve. Okay. He was like above. Yeah. He was like above human. The leopard print, the the, the fly whisk, um, the harambe. He literally developed a cult of personality around mm-hmm. him. He's the only president I think he managed to do that. So I'd say Moi, oh, that's Moi, sorry. Jomo, Ruto, Jomo, Uhuru, Ruto, I'd say they're the same. Ruto and Uhuru are the same. Very okay. different, but the same. Okay, thank you. I was going to say it's very different appeals. Yes. Very different appeals, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uhuru is more like, you guy, you're my guy. Yeah, whereas... Ruto is more like, hey, damn, how did you say that? <laughs> just, <laughs> just, Ay. And and it's more like rags to riches. Ruto is more like rags to riches. Uhuru is more like, I'm rich, but I feel you. Okay, so hang on. And then Kibaki, and then Moi. Okay, so you basically say like, Moi had no riz, as the kids say. Yeah, like, he, I recently learned charisma. It's short for charisma. Do you know the other day I got I got I was beaten by my nieces, yeah. my niece and my cousin, because we were watching Greece. And then um they have a character called Rizzo, and they call her Riz. So I was telling them, Oh yeah, this is where Riz came from. This is where Riz came from. No. And they looked at me really badly and they were like, No, Riz is short for charisma. charisma. But the man's like, Why not Cariz then? Why not Cariz? No, because it's Riz. Like Why not Car? I okay, I don't know. But we do need to take a break because I laptop. can only record 30 minutes at a time. But mm-hmm. I'll be back. As, as, as we were saying, um, these, the authors for that paper basically say that it was his lack of personal charisma mm-hmm. that led uh, to Moy needing to go basically do a goodwill tour around mm-hmm. the country to make sure everyone knew his name, mm-hmm. knew his face, and knew that he was the guy you needed to call if you ever had a problem. Do you like he, like, he like pioneered stuff? You know, he like did... Gabion building, like for climate change and control oh. of soil erosion. There's videos of him, like, like going, you know, the Thomas Sankara thing of like going and working with the people. Like, he did that. Wow, that's very propaganda Well done. Propaganda is beautiful. Why do well you look done. like you're judging propaganda? I'm not judging it, but like, we all know there's good propaganda and then there's bad propaganda. Propaganda is propaganda. Right? Like, 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 it's, it's like people. It's it is both good, it is bad. It's no, just no, but there was good and there was bad. Like, for example, um, it took, like, um, it's it's just now that China's like getting the propaganda, right? Are you so popular? Okay, and we're back. Seasons have changed. Lighting has gone. Seasons of change. Okay, you ready? Because we have mm-hmm. not much time before the sunlight tells us that it's time to stop. Go. I'm not gonna stop you too many times. Okay, so um, in essence. These guys also argue that his uh, goodwill campaign thing was ultimately unsuccessful because literally a year after he assumed the presidency, revolts began against his rule. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the first were led by students because by the 1970s to early 80s, Kenya's opposition politicians were basically the students, specifically mm-hmm. the University of Nairobi. The hub um, for political discourse. Yes. Specifically, mm-hmm. NUSO, the Nairobi University Students Organization, mm-hmm. was that hub in particular. Yes. And in 1979, I think, they were disbanded. Um, but it wasn't just the students. Soon mm-hmm. after, Kenyan workers began striking in protest against mm-hmm. the regime. Mm-hmm. And by 1982, the coup 
um, Moy had began to realize that he could not stem the rising tide of criticism. Something needed to be done, something yeah. drastic, mm-hmm. and the coup gave him the perfect cover. So, what do you know about the coup? Because I know nothing, and this episode will not go into depth. The 1982 coup. Yes, the 1982 coup. I know that it was um, August 1st, Yes. 1982. Yes. Just planned for weeks before. Um, I know that Hezekiah Ochuka. Yes. Uh, a second, what was what's that role? Second. Oh, so, the, so I have the name. So yeah, I, I, had I, a, I can help you with the names. Brigadier. <laughs> Not even Brigadier is a big deal. What was it? What's his role? I don't know. I just have your names. I have it here somewhere. So, okay, so the names were Hezekiah Ochuka, Pancras mm-hmm. Oteo, Irene Yes, Pancras Oteo, mm-hmm. Patrick Lumumba, yeah. and Odira Ojode. Yeah, he was, oh yes, this was, he was a senior private. Yes. That is like the second smallest rank. Before before you become an officer, yeah? Yeah, as in it's like, bro, you've not even come out of the womb, sort of thing. It's <laughs> and you're out here causing trouble. Time. But uh, he was said to be a very um, passionate person. I think he also said to feel like he was carrying the wave of, you know, famous people who were doing coups around that time. He, they, he felt he had that personality. Unfortunately, he did not. Um, he did not. So it lasted all of a few hours. Yeah, so according to FES, mm-hmm. um, the coup was fueled by frustration at the obvious corruption of the dictatorship, not mm-hmm. just Moy's, but Kenyatta's. So it was mm-hmm. more that Moy not only inherited Kenyatta's successes and mm-hmm. Kenyatta's power, mm-hmm. but he also inherited his problems. Yeah. Um, and, and people's frustrations with the administration. Mm-hmm. And it literally took a year for people to realize that mm-hmm. the the change of hands does not change the regime. Mm. Um, and as a result of the coup, Moy used the coup tension, the post-coup tension, yeah. to launch one of the most brutal crackdowns in Kenyan history. It was a really interesting. First of all, that coup, I mean, it was all that nice, non- words you've given me, great, Kizungumingi. However, it started at 3 a.m. It was very By weird. 10. By 10. A.m. It was done. You should watch, um, there's this show called Clean the Airwaves, mm-hmm. where they interview many characters. They interview, um, I think he, uh, I don't know if it's them who interviewed this guy, but the pilots. So, Ezekiel Chuka and Okumu by 10, they're like, eh, they had called Nanyuki, Nanyuki, please, you know, start bombing. Nanyuki's like, Z. They, they decide they're not part of it, as in um, the guys, I think one of them was called Mohammed something, the generals, they were already pushing through because these were young guys they were just drinking on the streets they were not actually doing anything so now they go and they try and commandeer a plane uh, an air force plane but because they are just senior privates they can't do that no they've never experienced what real g-force is what so there was there was this whole series of some of the soldiers would come and they commandeered a I don't know if this was Ochuka, Ochuka but the others, okay. um, other collaborators. Okay. They tried to commandeer these fighter jets mm-hmm. in Nanyuki to get them to come and bomb, uh, I think, one of the key stations in Nairobi. I think the Voice of Kenya area. So these guys get on the point, they put the guns to these pilots, and these are expert pilots who have, like, this is their thing. This is, this is my shit. This is what they do. Yeah. They're, they're, they're at the top. They're yeah. the elite. Yeah. So these pilots are put at gunpoint in the thing. All they do... They make the 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 um, plane oh, do loop de loops, 
over the head. That's so out. cool. Uh -huh. Then they go somewhere in the desert and drop the bombs. Somewhere far away, drop the and then they said, "Look, we've dropped the bombs. Uh, you've gone." As in, these guys were so unequipped. Then they tried to commandeer and run to Tanzania. Uh, that failed. Chuka was arrested, and yeah, drama happened. So, for the <coughs> six months that followed the, as you call it, drama, mm -hmm. um, Kenya was effectively put under the rule of the army. Uh, the mm -hmm. Kenya Air Force was disbanded. Yep. Both Kiti and Naivasha maximum security prisons were transformed into giant concentration camps. Yep. Their words, not mine. Who said I that? Very them. <coughs> their language. Their report. Yeah. Because again, con the word concentration That's camp extreme. is very, you know. That's extreme. Yeah. So the fact that they said it mm -hmm. says a lot. Because mm, you know they're it. German. It's <laughs> like German it's extreme, but it's... They mm. know what they're talking about when it comes to concentration I feel the, camps. I feel those words are a bit much, but... It was extreme, and then you're either green or red. Yes. You had that. Like, that's how the system worked. Like, if you're green, you'd be released. If you can go back. If you're red, then problems for you, man. So, um, and, and in these prisons, university mm -hmm. students, academics, soldiers, politicians, and other trees and subjects mm -hmm. were basically just tortured while also being interrogated. Yes. Um, the Nairobi and Kenyatta universities were closed for one year, and upon reopening, were divided into several faculty administrative units so as to break up the, so the solidarity mm. that once used to define the University of Nairobi. Yeah. Um, Moy also believed the left-wing student movement connected to the coup um, was trying to undermine his rule. Um, so, mm. And so he continued to cut through the lines of solidarity within the student movement and within mm. Kenya's left-wing politics. Yeah. Um, the, I think the one that perhaps for me was the most troubling slash worrying mm -hmm. was when he disbanded the student organization of the University of Nairobi. Oh yeah, that's Then he created welfare units under ethnic groups. So he basically like ethnicized the campus. Yep. And it's the thing of like, if that happened in the 80s, right? And that's probably what's still going on right now. Although I, I, I don't know. Not really, I'm but not yeah. a mm -hmm. student, mm -hmm. like I don't know. Um, but if that's what happened in the 80s, like, can you imagine what the consequences of that... Made some of the biggest leaders you see today. Like, it makes a lot of sense. Benefited from that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, eh, da, 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 da. Also, there were students who lost their scholarships if you yeah. were seen to be at a protest. Not like clapping nope. or celebrating. They're just seen there. If you happen to stop on your way out of class yeah. and you were seen there, you lost your scholarship. Mm -hmm. As one lawyer, Nanga Thiongo, recalls, in 1985. Um, he says that um, he was uh, being watched by PLO Lumumba, mm -hmm. which is weird to me, because isn't PLO Lumumba like the democracy guy? <laughs> like, I get the people change, but... Yeah, schools had snitches. Really? Yeah. Do you think that's why he is the way he is now? I mean, he's accusing him of being a snitch. <laughs> That's basically what he's saying. Pretty much, yeah. That's exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Okay, so um, a few days later after Nanga Thiongo was spotted at this protest in 1985, mm -hmm. um, he received a letter at midnight to the effect that he had engaged in some treasonous activity okay. um, that were endangering the university mm -hmm. and that as a result his scholarship had been withdrawn and that he should leave Wow. Um, people protested this gross incursion because he wasn't the only one that received this letter. Mm -hmm. um, and those students were arrested. Mm -hmm. The younger managed to escape arrest until the police followed him to his rural 
home. Oh yeah. To the bed where he slept. Yes. And tried to arrest him. Absolutely. He would remain in hiding for four months. For it literally just happened to like clap. That's how extreme it was, by the way. At a rally. It wasn't even a rally. It was two mm-hmm. students being like, hey, why you could it was two students complaining to the University of Nairobi administration, mm-hmm. um, asking them why are you capitulating to the government? Like there's students asking a legitimate question, like that's it. Wasn't in you know they felt like that the 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 schools were uh, radicalizing the students. But okay. So there were even certain books that the students were not allowed to read. They're not allowed to be taught like much Marxism. Actually, mm-hmm. actually, thank you for bringing that up. You know, there was a book bag, like Moy instituted a book bag. Yeah. He went to every university library and removed all the books mm-hmm. on or by Vladimir Ilyich Lenin, Karl Marx, mm-hmm. Che Guevara, Malcolm yeah. X, any revolutionary, Fanon, Gugi mm-hmm. Wathiongo, Maina Wakinati, and Castro. Yeah. They were and they were removed because, and I quote. They were lurking in wait to ambush young, innocent Kenyan minds. Let me tell you, for the longest time, now it's changed because our society is different. <laughs> but for the longest time, the minds and the, and the of university students mm-hmm. were like the ones politicians fear the most. Because yeah, I mean, they, they have the energy and anger do, right? to do something. Exactly. So you don't want them reading about Marxism. You don't want, you don't want their them. teachers yeah. teaching, teaching them, about, them about, revolution. about revolution because they actually may try. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So maybe Vaseline. Vaseline. Okay. Uh, ooh, I think you like this one. Kareli, what's in your face? What's on my face? What's I have grasses, face? nose, eyes. Is there, are there, like, Amazing some, smile. Can, are there some facial hair on your face? Oh, I got beard. Mm, you got a beard. Uh-huh. You know, in the Moy era, that beard would have been deemed subversive. Even my dreads, I think, would have been problematic. Even my dreads, I think, would have everything been about you would, Everything about you would have been deemed subversive. And so, am I a revolutionary? According to the way you look, yes. But am I a revolutionary? You know what? No, you, you are the most... I'm the most what? I'm the nicest person in the world. I'm a barafra. I'm a teddy bear with anyway, with claws. Though. So according to the FES, with what? FES. I'm a, I'm a teddy bear with claws. Okay. The Friedrich Albert Stein Stoibank. Whatever. Stilbert. So still what? Mm-hmm. Again, I'm a hack and a fraud. Um. So um. And according to them, and I quote: In its bid to tighten social political control, mm-hmm. the Moi regime often went to ridiculous extremes. For instance, after he expressed displeasure with the keeping of beards, calling it communist fashion, mm-hmm. it suddenly became almost criminal to be seen with one. He sounds like all my uncles. In its bid to tight, oh yeah, uh, no, 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 yeah. Basically, um, there was even a story about um, this guy, this district, uh, district commissioner, who had seen one of their people with beards, mm-hmm. and he directed police to go shave him, like on the spot. You know that happens. That sometimes still happens to like guys with dreads. Yeah, if you're suspected of being a radical dreadlock person, you'll be taken, and the cops will cut your hair. This is why I color my hair because I dread. Ah, they would know that they know. Exactly. It's, Let it's me tell you. Like my hair is colored. Even me. This even me. They know. That is just bullshit. <laughs> that guy is too big to be a revolutionary. I think, him alone. Ooh, what? Yeah. What? But then they so know. It has nothing to do with your beliefs. They have a revolutionary. A, police and all those guys have eyes for people who are, they feel are problematic, and they have stereotypes. For example, I told you, I've never been stopped and frisked at an airport. Why? I'm short, I'm bigger, 
you know, they think this is a rich man or this is a rich man's kid or this is what, even though I'm not really, but it's fine. When you look at the, the stereotype, mm -hmm. you have to be like six foot, you have to have the darker lips, you have to talk in a certain way, those ones will always be arrested, whether you're rich or poor. Me, I don't look arrestable. I think same here. It's a fact of life. Yeah, you look too bougie. Yeah, now. like my entire body. And you open your English, you open with your English, and people be like, "Hey." Okay, wait. I actually, have a really funny story about this. Sorry for the tangent. So, like, I was at the, the journey to the Baobabs festival in Kilifi, mm -hmm. and I wanted to get some water, right? So they gave me, so they gave me a cup, and I was like, "Hey, can I please have some ice?" Mm -hmm. And I stood there, literally mm -hmm. just doing this, absent-mindedly, because I was just waiting. You have the cup in your hand. So you're just playing with it. I was just playing with it, but my boyfriend is like, "Hey." Mm -hmm. That is the bougiest you have ever looked in your life. Because mm. I had the full Karen stance, a straight mm -hmm. resting bitch face, just mm -hmm. tapping my glass waiting for mm -hmm. ice. And it was like, I was like, I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, that was so... It was not intentional. It was not intentional. It's just sometimes you're so bougie, you can't help it. If you're not checking it constantly, you're just mm -hmm. there like, please. Yep. Anyway. Um, so, uh, so I'm sorry for you and your beard. Um, so it would right. not have uh, ended well. The two of you would have been forced to part, <laughs> to split hairs. Wow, <laughs> you think you've done well there. No, that was actually a pretty poor pun. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, so um, now I kind of want us to move to the Mwakenya Kenya movement. Okay. Because after Moy tightened control on the country, after the coup, mm -hmm. after he used basically the coup as an excuse to get whatever <clears throat> that he wanted, something very interesting happened. Mm -hmm. So despite him targeting the very explicit rebels in this country, mm -hmm. you have a lot of people who start to feel resentment and frustration. That's what always and happens. And you have the birth of the Mwakenya movement. Because you can never really kill a revolution. Not mm -hmm. when the idea exists. Not when only suppress. exists. All you can do is suppress it. You're right. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I, this, is, this, is, this is how they describe the movement, like what happened next. And I quote, it is also obvious that Mwakenya emerged from the rich tradition of progressive, organized leftist movement in Kenya. Mm -hmm. As a fellow leftist, as bougie as I am, it's nice to see you have a, a strong history of that. Okay. Um, the tragedy of the Mwakenya crackdown is that it provided the Moilakis with the perfect opportunity to destroy its greatest enemy, mm. the organized leftist movement in Kenya. Okay. Beyond that, we know that Mwakenya became an excuse for Moy and his cohorts to throw anybody they hated and anybody who had as much as uttered the words democracy or human rights into the dungeons. The big success of Mwakenya is that it finally exposed the excesses of a paranoid, despotic regime in a manner that nothing else could have possibly done. End quote. Mm -hmm. And now here is where we get to torture and torture at Nyayo House. Mm -hmm. Almost as soon as the crackdown for the Mokenyu movement began, <clears throat> people started being thrown in Nyayo House. Um, I'm assuming you guys have all been to Nyayo House. I'm assuming people understand, like, uh, like an, or a tall yellow building comes to mind that people think of Nyayo yep, House. Yep, yep. Um, but if that's not what's going on in your mind, please Google it. It is a tall yellow building in the mm. middle of Nairobi. Yeah, like half of the government offices. Pretty much. It's fucking terrifying. Like, mm. I've had the privilege of riding in like the VIP elevators a couple of times. Wow. And every, cause I'm sorry, I'm going to take the stairs. Cause they're bougie. No, they're elevators for normal people. Yeah, but then they stop at odd floors. Like the VIP ones are the ones that stop at every floor. Look at you. <laughs> point is, point is, point is, point is, I've used those elevators, right? And it wasn't until I read this 
that it clicked that those were the lifts that the, that the tortured the individuals were put into to take into the 25th and 26th floor mm -hmm. to be interrogated. Those are the two floors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, it's weird. Again, it's so weird to walk into that building knowing this history and just... Why, why aren't we commemorating it? Why aren't we remembering it? Why aren't we doing something to, I don't know, immortalize or... Maybe it'll come maybe with the next generation. Do you, I don't think it's going to be brutal. It has to no. be our generation. That's what I meant by the next generation. Like, oh, leave it. So basically see, those people lived it. Oh, so when we become 60? When we become like 50 and we're now ruling, we'll be like, for healing. We need to commemorate while we, the Nyayo torture chambers. While we simultaneously ignore all of our mistakes. While we ignore our mistakes. Yeah, exactly. That's how it's done. That's how mm -hmm. it's done. You highlight Then the now two generations past. down from us, they will be apologizing for our mistakes. Because that's the way it is. Yep. I'm sorry to the future children of Kenya. You're going to be cleaning up our mess. Just as we are cleaning up the messes of our... It's just the... Literally half of life is just cleaning up messes. Three quarters of life is just cleaning up messes. It kind of sucks, man. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, yeah, basically, like I said, the tortures actually happened in the basement, um, mm -hmm. where there were a lot of different cells. Um, mm -hmm. there was one specific cell that was called the swimming pool. Do you know what that means? You've heard of this before. I've never heard of it, actually. Really? So in this cell... For the first time, I know, she's surprised. mentioned something about African history that you know nothing that about. I know nothing yes. about. Wow. Anyway, um, so um, so uh, it's called swimming pool because mm -hmm. the floor of the cell would be flooded with cold water, mm -hmm. and then they pump hot water in, mm. and then they just kind of like leave you there, mm. and eventually, like, because you'd just be tired and you'd be trying to hang on to something, but you'd slip and you'd fall, mm -hmm. and you'd fall into this freezing cold water, mm -hmm. and you'd experience hypothermia. And you oh, just get like genius. really sick. That's serious torture. Yeah, it is. Like mm -hmm. they were not fucking around. Do you actually want to know who taught them? Who? Who taught our guys, sorry, our guys how to torture? Please, enlighten me. Actually, why don't you guess? CIA? No. USSR? No. The Germans? Imagine, no. The Israelis? That would have been cool. I actually think if the Israelis had taught us, we would be a lot more deadly. Mm -hmm. But no. Who else exists in the world? The Romanians. The Romanians? Yeah, the guys, the torturers at Nyaya House were taught by Romanians. Okay. Who may have then in turn been taught by the British and the Americans. Um, mm -hmm. Because everything that they, the, those fucking countries do always ends up ruining life for the rest of us down here. Yeah. Um, but hey-ho, we move on. So, let's get into some stories about torture. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give you the iPad. And I want you to kind of like read the notes that I have written. <clears throat> um, the first person we're going to talk about is a guy called Wareru Karaoke. He was then aged 28 and was a waiter at a tourist hotel in Biani. Mm -hmm. He was arrested in July 1988 on suspicion of being part of the Mwakenya movement. And after works of the bad authors were found in his house. Mm -hmm. He was arrested in Biani and kept in a police station uncharged for eight days. Mm -hmm. uh, here is what happened next. You can, you can start with the quotation marks. Here we go. I will begin with the quotation marks. Mm -hmm. Let me put on my mic. Can I find the quotation marks? But I thought you were the one that's not in glasses. Now that you have glasses, you should have That is one quotation mark. I found the end of the quotation mark. <laughs> now I'm trying to find it. the beginning. Um, oh, okay, fine. The third <clears throat> point. Yeah, somewhere there. 
I was blindfolded, handcuffed, and taken to an airstrip where I was put into an aircraft. The plane flew round and round, and after about 45 minutes, the blindfold was removed. They asked me to look down and tell them what I could see. Though I could see the waves in the sea below, I lied to them that I could see nothing, as this was my first time to be in an aircraft. They told me that we were in the center of the sea, and therefore I should disclose all about Makenya and myself. They also wanted me to tell them where the organization printed its publications and who the authors were. When I maintained that I did not know anything about the movement, they threatened to throw me overboard. A struggle then ensued when they strangled me and I lost consciousness. I came to at the port police station. You remember he had not been charged with a crime. Mm -mm. And this is what they're doing to him and he had not been charged with a crime. It's very Augusto Pinochet. Mm. Like the whole like just <laughs> threatening to throw you out of a helicopter. Yeah. Gonna put you in the ocean. Let the small sharks and big sharks and fishes deal with you. Yeah. Either that or the waves will deal with you. Either way, you're not surviving that fall. If like, you dropped in the middle of the ocean, even if you survive the fall, in fact, you hope that you don't survive the fall. You hope you, hope you die. Because you, if you land in the middle of the ocean... Like, how are you going to survive this? You're dying. Unless some lucky boater is, just finds I, you. But that's which luck. is so unlucky. It's so unlikely. You're dead. Right? Mm -hmm. And... That even works for the torturers because technically they didn't kill you. They left you alive. Mm -hmm. Whether or not you died is beyond them. It's but they gave problem. you a chance. They left you alive. Yep. Right? They, they can say that. Mm -hmm. But like this is the kind of things that was, that was happening to you if you were found with even a hint of anti-government anti propaganda or materials. If you were deemed to have any anti-government sentiments mm. in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. So now, as we work our way to the next story... Mm -hmm. Allow us to take a bit of a break. Oh, yeah. Um, so we can take care of business. 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 so much for listening to the Utajuo Hujui podcast. I really appreciate you giving me your time of day. I know that your time is very valuable. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at utajuohujui.pod. That is at U-T-A-J-U-A-H-U-J-U-I dot P-O-D on Instagram. Please don't forget to like, share, review, do all the nice things. I could really use the boost. Okay, enjoy the rest of your time on this planet. Goodbye. Bye.